What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. Um, Just to let everybody know, I have been feeling really under the weather this past week, and I recently just lost my voice, but the show must go on, so I'm going to bear through it. Absolutely. So for those of you who are living in warmer climates right now, lucky you. (laughs) <laughs> I, for real, I envy you. I can't wait until the weather gets better uh, over here on the East Coast. But until then, um, just wish me well. <laughs> <laughs> I know I certainly will be. All right, so without further ado, today we're going to be talking about a very interesting and important topic, and it is Warp Tour. Yes, I'm super, super excited to talk about this. Warp Tour is a festival that is so near and dear to my heart, and I'm really, really looking forward to uh, discussing this with you and, and getting our listeners involved. Absolutely. So without further ado, I'm just going to ask you a series of questions about what it is and basically just inform everybody as much as we can. All right, so in a nutshell, since you're the expert on this, I've never been to Warp Tour in my life. Um, what is it? Okay, so Warp Tour is a festival for all different kinds of genres of music. There's rock, there's alternative, there's hip-hop, there's um, ska music, there is um, screamo, there's metal, there is um, metalcore, all types of genres. And basically, there are different stages outside in an arena type of uh, setting. Mm, okay. And um, it goes by each genre, usually uh, is okay. how it's, uh, you know, separated between uh, bands and stuff. Okay, so there's basically a different stage for every genre. Right. Usually that's how they set it up. Mm, okay. And when is Warp Tour exactly? Warp Tour happens every summer. It usually kicks off between um, June all through of all uh, to August, so um, it's a summer festival, oh, cool. and uh, it's usually outside, as far as my knowledge. Okay, and how long has this been going on? Nineteen ninety five was wow. the first Warp Tour ever. Wow. Yeah, I just I had to make sure you know, and I, I looked it up because I didn't want to get this wrong. But the first ever official Warp Tour date was in August of 1995. So I think wow. that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh definitely goes back farther than I thought. Yeah, and um this festival had bands that blew up and uh they really helped promote bands like Blink-182 and Paramore and A Day to Remember 
an all-time low. They all started mm, okay. with Warp Tour, and uh, it really helped them uh, to make them big. So it kind of acts as a springboard for a lot of up-and-coming bands. Fun fact, even Katy Perry was on Warp Tour one year bef- <laughs> before she became the Katy Perry. So, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really, really cool place. And um, you see all types of people at Warp Tour. That's what I love about it. Um, it's open for all age groups. And uh, even younger kids, all you have to do is bring a parent with you. Oh, wow. That's not bad. Yeah, so, and it's so funny, they have this thing called the reverse um, daycare, so <laughs> instead of normally when parents take their kids to daycare, right. the, the kids take the parents to a, to a section where they have, like, um, fans and televisions and stuff, like a cooling station where the, the parents can just hang out for the day while their kids go and uh, watch their favorite bands play. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so even younger kids can enjoy it. But, um, you know, if you're if you're an older teenager or you're in your mid-20s or however old you are, um, it's really just good for everybody, you know? You can yeah, just absolutely. go out and enjoy the day, bring your friends, bring your family, and uh, it it's very, very inclusive, which is what I love about it. Um, there's all types of people that go there, all types of age groups, and um, all the different tastes in music. You know, a lot of people confuse the fact that Warp Tour is just a punk rock festival, and, and that's how it started, but um, it's really evolved over the years, and it's become so much more than just uh, rock, so. Very nice. Yeah. And how many have you gone to? Okay, so as far as I can remember, I, I, I don't know why I would slip up on this. I want to say it's either 2009 or 2010. 2010, I know for sure, though. So if you want to go with that, we can go with that. Mm, okay. Yeah. And what was your first experience at Warped Tour like? It sounds like it must have been an insane it was It was mind-blowing. Honestly, my first experience was super overwhelming. Really? Yeah, because just I had no idea what I was doing, you know? It's kind of just like when you're thrown into something and then you just have to figure it out, but you have no instructions. Mm, yeah, just swing it. Yeah, so okay. um, it was it was a really cool experience, but I just remember being so overwhelmed, like looking everywhere like, holy crap, like where do I go and, and what do I do? And, you know, like I know certain people are playing right now, but like I had no concept of, you know, how to how to navigate mm. you know warp tour so were there any bands that you were excited like super excited to see when you got there um there were but it was such a long time ago i don't remember you know off the top of my head who who exactly were there but i want to say um that i think a day to remember was there the year that i went mm, okay. um and like i said this was before they really blew up um and became super super famous within the scene of music um and they were a great great live show yeah absolutely i mean we've been to see them together yeah you know just once but from what i saw they definitely blew me away yeah it was during the era of homesick slash what separates me from you nice so the classic era yeah 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 and two the oh my god both of those albums are so so good i love both of those albums So, um, yeah, it, the set list was really great. I remember that. That must have been amazing to hear them play all that material, like, right when it came out. Yeah, it really was, be- especially because we were just so amped on it. Like, I remember, you know, listening to those albums on repeat 
over and over and over again. So when the set list came out, um, I was belting out every song. <laughs> so it, it was a blast. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, like I said, I'm no expert on this, so here's another question for you. If you could, walk us through what a typical day at Vance Warped Tour is like. Okay, so that's a good question. Typical day, okay, it starts in the morning. So usually it starts at 11 o'clock, which means that you should get there early so that way you can find parking or if somebody's dropping you off, you know, they drop you off and you have time to, um, you know, meet up with your friends and, and get all that, you know, figured out. And the doors open at 11 in the morning and then the festival ends usually, I want to say, around 7-ish, 8 max. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, it's, it's so a it's, a, it's an all-day event. And... Um, the thing is with people is different bands play at different times each day. So oh, like okay. so it's for, never the same thing. For example, so like if uh, you're going to Vans Warp Tour in um, New Jersey versus going to Vans Warp Tour in New York, the same bands will play, but you're not going to get the same exact schedule times. Because the t- wow, times okay. are, are constantly changing each day. Mm, so okay. depending on the time of the bands that you want to see, you really have to check out the set list for that day and what bands are playing what stages because that depends on whether you get there um, or I should say rather you stay later or you leave earlier, you know, because if all the bands you want to see are done by like 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, then you're kind of just hanging around. But if there's a band that you've been waiting to see and they're not going to come on until 6, you know, you kind of have to wait it out until later on, you know? Mm, okay. So, um, yeah, there's that. And um, like I said, doors usually open at 11. Uh, you want to walk in. And there are people that could sell you a set list, I think, for like $5, a printed version of it. Mm, okay. Because like I said, since it's constantly changing, you can't just like look it up online because it's different for everybody in, in each state. Wow, okay. So um, you can do that. And also, I usually do that because I want to keep it afterwards just as, you know, a memory for right, that right. year. Um, but if you don't want to pay for it, they have this giant inflatable um, billboard type of sign and it has all the bands um, up there and the, and the times that they play. So you can just take a picture of it with your phone. Oh, cool. And then refer to that. Um, and then, yeah, they have that uh, everywhere. Each state, they have that. Okay, um, so it's something for everybody to see. That way there's no confusion or right, anything like that. Right, it's this giant inflatable sign. You can't miss okay, it. Okay, that's good. So um, it has all the times up on there. Right. And uh, you basically then after that you plan your day accordingly, and you see what bands you want to see and you and what times, and then you plan that out. And if you have breaks in between, there are merch booths everywhere. It's like aisles of merch booths for. Mm, so for, so basically, it's like a comic con of sorts, but for Warp Tour. Right, because the, all the merch booths are are from those bands. And just other sponsors in general. 
Nice, um, very nice. So, you know, if you want to see, for example, some 41, if they're playing and they come on later and you have some time in between, you can go to their merch booth and buy a T-shirt, buy a record or, or you know, do whatever. So there, there's that. There's a lot of um, food trucks and stuff like that as well. And then they just have games and a lot of stuff that you can win and, and uh, prizes and stuff. It's It's a really good time. It really is. It definitely sounds like it. Yeah. So uh, there's something there for everybody. I always say that to people. Awesome. So since you've gone so many times, were there any favorite artists that you've seen throughout the years? Oh, my God, yeah. You know, I really have to thank Warp Tour for helping me develop my music taste because there's a lot of bands that um, I saw there live for the very first time. Mm, okay. Yeah, that, it's, it's always a different experience when you see them live first, you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, by seeing them live, it really, really got me into a lot of different artists and a lot of different bands that normally I may have never even checked out. So I really have to thank Warp Tour for that. Um, artists like The Main and <laughs> nice, nice. All Time very Low nice. and A Day to Remember, Four Years Strong, Taking Back Sunday, um, they've all been on Warp Tour, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's such a great place to find uh, music that you love, and new music, you know, Broadside is a up-and-coming band that I really, really love, so. Oh, yeah, their, their debut album, Old Bones, fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. In a future um, episode, we'll definitely have an episode dedicated to Broadside, so we can talk about them. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember I found out about them a couple years ago, and uh, they they blew me away. Honestly, you know, not not to get too much into them into this episode, but they were definitely uh, a breath of fresh air. Basically, they gave me the same feeling as Neck Deep did. Absolutely. Oh, Neck Deep. That's another huge one. They've been on Warp Tour. Um, Transit. Rest in peace. Love Transit. They've been on Warp Tour. Very um, good band. All these bands, uh, I've seen them all live on Warp Tour, you know. And and the thing I love about Warp Tour too is they try to really, really keep it affordable, as affordable as they can. That's very good. That's for, very good because a lot of festivals will rip off their fans, and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, so you can buy just one general admission ticket, and you can have like over fifty bands to choose. You know what I mean? It's just it's crazy. And does the price? stay the same or does it vary like across across time that i'm not too too sure i think it depends on which bands they book you know ah okay but um they keep it super affordable though that's good i've never paid anything over like 50 bucks that's very good yeah for all those bands that's fantastic yeah so um i really have to give them a lot of credit for for always sticking to um you know just just being realistic and thinking about the consumer, thinking about the fans, not trying to milk them for their money because they could really, um, you know, price point it for so much more than it actually is. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, uh, you know, I have a little story about, you know, prices. Uh, when you and I went to see Black Sabbath at Madison Square Garden a couple of years ago, Yeah. you know, I obviously it was amazing. And for anyone that's been to Madison Square Garden, I don't need to tell you how ridiculous ticket prices are. But, you know, because it's MSG, and especially if it's a favorite band of yours, usually you're willing to pay the price. Right. But then, say you want a, a bit of merchandise, whether it's a t-shirt or 
even a tour exclusive CD. You know, I, I wanted this uh, CD that had come out. It was a tour exclusive. It was kind of an expansion on their last ever album. And I was really excited because it had four unreleased songs that weren't going to come out anywhere else. And I was like, if there's one thing I want to walk away with from this show, it's that CD. What happens? I go to uh, buy the CD. $100 for... Complete ripoff. Right? Complete and, ripoff. You know, I was like, I understand this is MSG and that this is Black Sabbath, but $100 for... Come on. And then, you know, fast forward two years later, you know, because you and I were at a record shop a couple weeks ago, I found that same CD for only $8. I know. That was a steal. It was, was a steal. A steal. So it, I, I can absolutely relate to, to that, you know, to having prices that are affordable and that really give you a lot of bang for your buck. And that's another good point, too, is um, the merch booths. It Obviously, it's dependent upon the bands, and um, obviously the bands still have to make money and stuff like that. But even with that, you know, the t-shirts and stuff that they're selling, it's only like $20, $25. Maybe if it's a sweatshirt, it'll be $40 max, but really reasonable. In, yeah, it's, in it's, my it's opinion. nothing that your wallet can't handle, basically. Right, right. That's very good. Yeah. So you can go there with, uh, let's say, a hundred bucks and then come out with some really great stuff. Right. But of, of course, as, as with anything that, you know, requires money, it's always good to have a, a fair amount in your wallet, just in case. Right. You know? Yeah, because that's definitely something I learned over, over time. I remember when I first went there, I went there with like... 40 bucks <laughs> and i was just like shit right There's so it's many like, things that i want yeah, i was so I not prepared for this right it, it's the same thing when you go to comic-con i went my first time last year and i definitely brought a pretty good amount of money with me but you know as as is usual with these things you always think to yourself oh, i could have gotten that thing or i could have gotten yeah. this thing i was also 17 at the time so like i was really winging it i was like Oh, yeah, 40 bucks should be fine. And then I go there, I'm like, oh, my God, I want everything. I want all the shirts. Now it may as well be five cents, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Okay, so that actually sounds really amazing. Now, have you met any of your favorite musicians at Warp Tour? As in, like, taking pictures with them and stuff like that? Um, you can. That's the coolest part is you can meet uh, people and usually they don't charge you wow, to meet that's... them. Usually. It de like I said, this is not on Warped Tour's part. Actually, it's dependent on the bands. Oh, okay. So they, so, have, so they have some say. So this. some bands can be like, pay whatever amount of money, wait in line, get a wristband or whatever, and then you can come meet me, sign something, take a picture. Or... Other bands will just be like, hey, we're going to be hanging out at this time. Just show up in between sets and come say hi. So you definitely have to check out for that, you know, because they definitely have times for signings and stuff and pictures with certain bands. That's awesome, man. But the coolest part is usually when bands are done with their sets and, uh, you know, they're done for the day, whether it's signing sets, then they're just walking around like you and me. And they're just checking out the festival themselves. So you can actually just bump into um, a, a member of your favorite band and, amazing, and be like, man. hey, man, you're uh, Dan from Four Year Strong. Holy shit, can I take a picture with you? So it, it's really cool that you can just kind of, because they're hanging out like everybody else. 
That's so awesome, and uh, if they're not hanging out, then they go back to their tour buses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen some people wait around the tour buses, and uh, if they're nice enough and not uh, completely exhausted at the end of the day, they'll come out and uh, say hi. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I've I've had nothing but positive um, interactions and stuff at Warp Tour. I actually met We Are the In Crowd in 2014, Very and they were cool. they were uh, super nice people. It sucks that they're currently not doing music as a band together anymore. Oh, Lead no. singer um, Tay Jardine is actually doing like a solo project thing right now. Oh, okay. But um, they were really, really nice people. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome that, you know, the musicians and the fans can coexist in the same space. And there, there's no like status, I guess. Yeah, the, the thing is like everybody wants to put musicians on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're, they're just people too, you know? Yeah, they're just human beings and they're just like walking around checking everything out maybe grabbing a bite to eat right. or maybe just like they're because they're fans you know, of e- they're fans of each other's bands as well so right you know. right so um i mean like, I'm not gonna... I'll, I'll never forget one year i was watching four years strong and then i went to go over to watch bayside after four years strong and i bumped into alan day from from four years strong and uh he was going over to watch bayside as well that's so cool man so it was nice it was cool and i'm not gonna say that you know this doesn't exist but you know of course you'll probably have um you know the occasional artist who doesn't want to interact with anyone and is right and you also have to respect that too because they're exhausted you know like people don't understand this tour it goes on every single day from the beginning of summer to the end of summer you know it ends in like early to mid-August. So, like, that's a long tour, and to be doing that day in, day out from morning to night, and especially with the temperatures, you know, you got to give the guys a break and girls a break. Right. And I forgot to ask you, actually, is this Vans work Tour, is this something that happens across all 50 states, or is this in select states? It happens across um, majority, majority. So okay. um, it happened, and they they've done really cool stuff too. Like I've, they've gone to Canada, and uh, they've gone to Japan. Wow, and cool. Yeah, yeah, they con- they've um, done really cool things um, outside of just the U.S. They've done some stuff, which is which is cool. But uh, yeah, select states. Yeah, so it's really no surprise if you know you have that one or two bands who are just like out of it from time to time, you know. Yeah, because it's a lot. It, you know, it definitely takes a toll on you. Yeah, and it's it's, it's the summer. I mean, geez, if <laughs> if you and I like are exhausted after, I don't know, maybe walking five blocks on the worst summer day, you know, you can't imagine what these bands are like after performing consecutively. Right. Just imagine how they feel day in day out. So uh, yeah, you know, if if they if you catch them maybe at a bad time. You know, just respect the fact that it, it's nothing personal. It's just they're human and they have every right to, to feel exhausted at, at the end of the day. Absolutely. But, um, you know, speaking of artists themselves, uh, I do, like, I've spoken with you about this uh, before, and I know that a personal gripe that you have, or I don't really know if it's a gripe or not, you can correct me if I'm wrong, something that you have that you don't like about this is that you think some bands outgrow Warped Tour and then they don't go back or yeah. they don't acknowledge it. 
Yeah, um, what really bothers me is uh, the fact that Warped Horror gives bands so much exposure, you know, and it promotes, you know, it helps them promote their albums and, and, and gains uh, fans for them, and, and it really goes all out. When you're on Warped Tour, you're getting the most access to the most people because, right, right. Ne- like, let's just say, necessar- not necessarily a, a group of fans might be there for you. They might be going to see another band. Right. But while you're playing, they can hear your music because the stages aren't that far apart from each other, right, so they right. can hear your music. And if they like what they hear, guess what? They can gravitate over to you. Before you know it, you just made hundreds of new fans. So um, it's a really, really good platform for, uh, especially for smaller bands to to gain more right, momentum. Right. So anyway, it really bothers me the fact that uh, a lot of bands start off at Warped Tour, they get their shot on Warped Tour, and uh, they ended up get getting bigger, and they never pay homage to that, you know? Yeah, they don't. They don't give credit where credit is due. Right. Even even if it's just. A one-off date or a select group of dates. Um, I feel like that would be better than than nothing, you know. Of just, course. Just to to give back. Um, no, yeah, because you know you you gotta. I feel like when you're an up and coming artist and you have a whole bunch of people rallying behind you and working together, to, you know, put your name out there and to help you build a brand, you have to you know be respectful of that. Right, and now like bands like Fall Out Boy, for example, Fall Out Boy back in the day, um, were on Warped Tour and stuff like that, and now they're out doing arena tours, and that's just one of the many bands, All Time Low and stuff like that. But um, the point is, is it's always nice to go back to your roots, absolutely, and and really just give back to the fans and and to the people that helped you get to where you're at today so of course that's how i feel about it me too and you know especially because you know like you said it it's a it's a springboard for success in a way right so it's nice to you know basically give back and one thing i i really love about the pop punk community you know is that they they really work hard to promote their artists and to just give everybody a chance regardless of who they are. Absolutely. That's one thing I've always respected. And I'm not just talking about, you know, bands or tour. I'm talking about, you know, even publications like Alternative Press. Yes. You know, they they have... Alternative Press, Rock Sound. You know, they they really go all out to to create a sense of community. Kerrang. Yeah, them too. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that, that's one thing I've always loved about that community and always respected about them. And I really wish that other communities were like that. I totally agree with you. And, and you know my love of pop punk. I freaking love pop punk. And, and that also plays a huge part in Warped Tour as well. But um, yeah, the, the community they have, everybody just really supports each other and yeah, really there's, sticks there's together. A, there's a mutual respect and love for each other. And, and that's something I, I feel is lacking in a lot of other musical communities, and I wish th- that that wasn't the case. Yeah, you know, people should help other people elevate to the next Absolutely. level. Absolutely. Like, um, I've spoken to you about this before. Eric Clapton used to have this festival called the Crossroads Guitar Festival. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it every year, at least I don't think he did, but he would definitely try to get as many musicians that he loves and respects together to perform. 
uh, for one single day or maybe a couple days. I'm not really sure. Mm. And, you know, that would expose a bunch of people to other musicians within the blues community. And it was just awesome because you really felt like it was a family affair. And, you know, I really wish that other other bands and other musical communities did this instead of, you know, having, you know, a bunch of artists throwing shade at each other, for example. Right. But um, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I totally agree with you. Now, I know you said that you've, you know, interacted with some musicians throughout your time at a at a warp tour what is what is probably like the one interaction where you just could not believe that it was happening the alan day one that i spoke about earlier just because it was super casual and uh it wasn't like me going out of my way to go to a signing or Mm, or take a picture with him it was just it really um opened my eyes to the fact that we're all human beings man we all bleed the same blood. Like you, you idolize these people, but they're just hanging out just like you and me are, you know, the fans. So I think that was the coolest thing that we just, I literally just saw him up on stage. And then before you know it, boom, we're bumping into each other and we're going to go watch Bayside. I mean, nothing gets better than that, right. in my I opinion. Mean, oh, absolutely. Do you have a favorite uh, year of warp Tour that you've uh, been to? Of recent, 2016. Why is that? Oh my god, 2016 was a huge year for pop punk. It had like so. It had a crazy stacked lineup, and uh, most of all, it was Yellow Cards last year. Wow. Okay. Playing. Yeah. yeah. We we spoke about them on the last uh the last episode, and man, we we freaked out. Yeah, I love Yellow Card, and it was their last year playing. It was their last Warp tour. That must their, have been very bittersweet. Yeah, it was. It was their last show as a band, you know, last time playing Warped Tour. So it was huge. It was a huge deal. And another huge deal was it was the first year that Sum 41 came back on the tour after so many years. And that was the year when they released uh, their comeback, no? Right, yeah. That was their big comeback when when they had uh, 13 Voices coming out in, in... that October. Mm-hmm. So they were promoting that and they got Dave Brown sound back in the band and yes, it was just so much absolutely. hype. So much hype built around yes, them. As for anyone who knows, you know, um, you've got all killer, no filler. Does this look infected? Chuck, that's their classic material and Brown sound was there for all of that. Right. So, so hell yeah, that yeah it, was, it was a really big deal. So between those two bands alone, it was insane hype built around it. So definitely of recent, I would say 2016. Were there any other bands that you were really looking forward to that particular year? Broadside. Because uh, that was Broadside's first year playing Warped Tour in general. Oh, cool. Yeah. Warped has this really cool thing where you can submit um, before they release the lineup, of course, like months ahead, where you can submit five bands that you would want to see on Warped Tour. Wow, okay. They really cater to fan service then. That's amazing. So... Um, I put broadside down and when I saw them on the list, I was freaking out because that was the first <laughs> time that they were playing awesome. Warped Tour ever. So, and now they're back again this year, later on in the episode, <laughs> I'll read off, um, the bands that are playing this year and, and who I'm looking forward to seeing, but, um, yeah, it, it, and they were great as always, as always. I've seen them twice, um, you know, once on Warped Tour and once 
for uh, just a private show. But uh, nice. Yeah, they're always great live. Warp tour where your vote actually does matter. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, I just love Warp tour so much, and and they they really care about the fans and they really care about the kids that are coming out right. and uh, they really do everything in their power. I really give so much respect to Kevin Lyman. He's the founder and he's just so involved and he really, really cares about um, the fans and everybody being safe and having a good time. So um, tell me a little bit more about uh, the founder, Kevin Lyman. Yes. Oh, he's an awesome dude. I've also seen him before. Which, I actually met him. Which is really... I didn't meet him personally. I wish. Hopefully one day. If he's ever listening to this, Kevin Lyman, I would love to meet you face-to-face one day and, and interview you. That would be great. Um, but um, he's just so awesome. I, I've seen him before at a festival. Oh, okay. And um, he's super, super involved in every aspect that goes into Warp Tour. And he just really cares about the safety and just... Fans having a good time. He has a daughter that's around our age, you know. Oh, wow, cool. So he knows what people our age are going through Mm, and the mindset and what they like, don't like, and stuff like that. And also, he does the whole poll thing to kind of get some feedback where you can pick five bands to type in and submit Mm, and stuff. So they're constantly trying to um, just appeal to a bunch of people and and to to switch things up and make it different and and make it evolve and stuff nice. over time so and um the only reason i i kind of said that little thing where you know your vote actually does matter is because of the rock and roll hall of fame you know for people who know what that's like um you know it can be a very uh, disappointing experience you know you you vote to have a specific artist inducted into the Hall of Fame only to find that, you know, they don't really give a shit or they're just like, eh, they're not popular enough to deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, that that's really kind of why I Yeah, it's it, all politics. It sucks. Exactly, yeah. It sucks. And, you know, you, you have a bunch of people who for years, you know, have deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And I you know, agree. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing about hip-hop being in the hall of fame you know if you want to be mad about that go ahead i think it's you know an awesome thing and you know i i feel like if it's if they're gonna let other genres in there they should just change the name but you know that's not it's neither here nor there for this episode (laughs) uh maybe a little bit more on that down the road but uh not right now but um yeah and sorry to pick your brain a little too much but uh do you know like uh what the inspiration was for Warp Tour in, in terms of the founder, like what made him want to establish something like this? Well, originally Warp Tour was like a skateboarding mm. slash concert venue type oh, of feel. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it was mostly revolved around punk rock, like actual punk rock, not just pop punk music. Mm, okay. And, um, yeah, so so that's how that kind of started out, and then over time, it's evolved to other genres, and you know it, it now it reaches out to hip hop and um, ska and alternative mm, rock okay, and so. pop punk, and you know there's a little right. 
of everything. There's a I, taste I like of that. everything. I like that because he didn't just stay in one lane. He wanted to expand the audience and right. You know, and he just didn't stick with bands that he listened to per se. Exactly. You know? Exactly. He, as times changed, the music changed as well. Exactly. Take notes, John Wenner. For people who don't know, he's the founder of Rolling Stone, and he can be very biased about who he lets into the Hall of Fame or who he includes on the best of lists in his magazines. So yeah, take notes, man. This is the way to go. Um, but okay, wow, that's that's actually really cool. Yeah. It, it evolved from just this one idea to this huge thing that's going on today. Yeah, it, it's really incredible when you think about it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm sure he must be extremely proud of the work he's done. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, when you start out these things, you have, like, big aspirations and big dreams. But, you know, that's just wishful thinking. It just kept growing and growing. Yeah, when it actually starts happening and you see that it's gaining momentum, you're just like, you know, this is amazing. And then when you're booking, like, bigger bands and stuff like that, like, at one point, like, early on in, in Warped Tour days, Eminem was on Warp Tour. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that, actually. And, uh, <laughs> and Gwen Stefani, you know, no doubt. So it, it's really cool that that a lot of people have started out or, or been on Warp Tour in the earlier nice. days that not a lot of people might know about. Right. Uh, what bands do you know of that, uh, you know, after or pretty soon after they were on Warp Tour just, like, got really big? Or what bands were you... Like, what bands did you witness, like, really having a strong reception at Warp Tour? Okay. I, I know, guess it's a better question. I know this isn't a band, but, and I, I wasn't there for this, but um, to answer the first part of the question, Katy Perry. Mm, Katy okay. Perry, like, she went on Warp Tour and started out, and uh, we all know how that turned out. Then she just, like, <laughs> boosted into mainstream success. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I remember seeing uh, something on TV about... You know, her early days, like before her uh, pop transition. Right. She definitely was, uh, she had a bit of a punk rock uh, feeling to her. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely her. Um, But to answer like the latter part of your question about the following and and growing, uh, they remember. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, watching... that, that must have been amazing to see them that first time and to see the audience react and all yeah, that. Yeah, watching the crowd, they were really, really... Um, keen to the yeah. day to remember. And it's funny because, you know, I've, I've read up on a day to remember before. I'm not totally ignorant of them or their music, right. thanks to you and to another friend of ours who's really big into them. Uh, I read somewhere that, you know, a lot of people picked on them for their sound back in their early days, but they said that they were only doing what they thought was cool. You know, right. they, they said what we were doing wasn't even a thing back then. And, you know, when you have that in mind and then you look at today and you, in my mind, listen to all these bands who have that little bit of a data. Yeah, now there's so many bands trying to do the same thing and And emulate the sound. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, like we get that a data remember is huge, but come on, do something a little different. But it's also kind of flattering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when you start out, you know, people think like oh am i gonna like it or you know i mean the bands themselves they're like absolutely how is this gonna go over with people and at first usually you get a lot of there's a whole lot of no's before there's a lot of yeses you know absolutely but all it takes is just a certain group of people or one person to say yes to it and then boom so uh it's really cool 
to see how many people were influenced by them. Absolutely. And uh, to answer your question as well, like for 2016, the yellow card crowd, just because that was their last performance on Warp Tour as a band, was insane. That hands down was the biggest crowd I've ever seen. The Sum 41 crowd was huge as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But yellow card, hands down, had the biggest crowd their crowd was so big that it was clashing with another stage. Like people were watching some other band on another stage and it just kept spreading and spreading and spreading. So that crowd expanded onto somebody else's uh, fan base. So (laughs) it was pretty, it was wild. I've never seen anything like that before. That's amazing, man. And I'm sure the song selection they had must've been killer. Oh yeah. All the classics, all the classics. That's awesome, man. Oh man, and I'm sure even seeing Sum 41 for the first time in a while must have been insane too. That was I mean, the first time I've ever seen them live. Period. So it was it was amazing, and everybody was so hyped up. Like I said, because this was their big comeback, you know, and it, it was good to see Derek alive and well and and oh yeah, kicking ass up on stage, and then Brown Sound being back. It, it was a huge deal. So uh, yeah, they were great. That's awesome, man. I mean, and I, and I know you've definitely uh, told me, you know, to definitely go if I ever have the chance, and I definitely want to do that one day. Well, Eric, this might be your last chance, man. So I think that you should definitely try to consider yeah, it this so year. Let's let's talk about that. You yeah. know, we we recently heard, you know, this past week that uh, this is going to be the last ever. Yep. Um, Twenty eighteen is going to be the last full country cross country tour for warp tour okay so before we talk about that let's uh it's just a little disclaimer that doesn't mean it's going to be the last ever warp tour no i don't history. think i don't think i mean it, it hasn't you know any nothing has been said about that future uh arrangements mm-hmm. but you know i believe that warp tour will continue but it just it, won't be a nationwide thing anymore right Okay. So I believe that they'll still have it maybe in like California or something. Mm, okay. And uh they'll do it yearly every summer, but uh yeah. They won't the, they won't travel to a bunch of different states. Right. To do but it. this is just all speculation, everybody. Right. You know, I don't know anything for right. a fact. Well, nothing, you know, nothing obviously, was said. ideally we would want something positive to come out of this. Right. You know. In case you want to check out the lineup for yourself and reread uh you know, everything for yourself, you can go to www.vanswarptour.com to get tickets, to see dates, um, news about the tour, check out the artists. So it's www.vanswarptour.com. Awesome. And just one last question before we uh, wrap up. Um, since obviously, you know, some people listening in, they've probably never been to Warp Tour, uh, I wanted to ask you. For a first-timer, what are some tips or advice that you have for them going to Warp Tour their first time? That's an excellent, excellent question. I actually wrote an article about this for school because I think this is extremely important, and uh, I wish people would have gave me tips when I first started out and uh, saved me the stress of not knowing what the hell I was doing. So um, some tips that I have for people is make sure that you go early um, because you never know. Your favorite band that you might be going to see might be playing at 11 a.m. 
that day. So if you don't make it there on time, you're going to miss them, and then that's going to really suck. So make sure that you go there early because you never know what times um, your your bands that you want to go see are going to play. So Absolutely. Better to be safe than sorry. Right. So Always. definitely go early. Uh, please, please, please bring a water bottle. Bring oh, a water bottle. It's the summer shit i mean please stay hydrated what they have is you'll you bring a water bottle and then once you're done drinking it they have hydration stations where you can go and refill your water for free okay very so good. that's very good so they're, yeah they're not trying to profit off of kids passing out that's the last thing <laughs> yeah want, of course you know course. so that's the last thing that anybody wants so please make sure that you stay hydrated please bring a water bottle or make sure that if you forget to just go buy one and then just keep refilling it throughout the day make sure you take a break because that's really important to stay hydrated so definitely there's that um bring suntan lotion because you will get burnt because you're out in the sun all day especially at peak hours so, oh my god yeah so make sure Absolutely. that make sure you either apply before you leave the house or bring it with you and apply it while you're there absolutely um and you can bring small snacks a lot of people don't know this but you can bring um little snacks with you so if you don't really have money or if you want to spend all your money on merchandise and not food then make sure you bring a lot of small snacks with you because you're going to need to refuel you know it's a, it's a long day and you can't starve yourself otherwise you'll pass out of course so definitely bring some snacks with you um definitely be realistic about the money that you're going to bring and be wise about how you spend it so um there's that, and also I would say the first thing is when you get to Warp Tour, automatically either buy one of those set lists that I was talking about earlier for like five bucks, so that way you can physically look at it and have it, or you can go to the big blow-up um, layout of all the bands, make sure you take a picture, and really just map out your day, because that's, that's usually how I started out. Make sure you check out the bands and the times, and then plan your day accordingly, because you don't want to miss uh your band your favorite bands while you're out buying merch and stuff like that and they're on playing so uh make sure you do that and uh yeah i think i think that's all the tips that i have also there's one more thing that i wanted to say is this is very important because i know a lot of people were disappointed by this if you go on the vans warp tour website or if you hear uh about the Vans Warped Tour lineup, you may think that all bands are playing all dates, and that is false information. Not every single one of these bands are playing every single date. Um, in fact, I'll list them off right now. All Time Low, Asking Alexandria, August Burns Red, Beartooth, Blackfield Brides, Bowling for Soup, Four Years Strong, Falling in Reverse, Frank Turner, uh, the Interrupters, Knocked Loose, Less Than Jake, Silverstein, Sum 41, Taking Back Sunday, Under Oath, and The Used are all playing just select dates. They're not doing the full tour. So make sure if those are the bands that you are going to go to the tour to go see, that you check out the website first and check out what dates they're playing to make sure that they're playing at a date that you're going to. Otherwise, you are going to be severely disappointed. So um, make sure you do that before you buy a ticket, but uh, I heavily, heavily, heavily endorse everybody 
uh, to go buy a ticket regardless because there's just so many good bands and uh, it's just such a good time and it's going to be the last time for everybody to enjoy this for the uh, final fall country run so 2018 let's do this thing hell yeah that's very good advice and if there's and if there's anything that you know if there's anything that you know that you guys have uh, gotten out of this podcast hopefully at least at this point in the game is that you should give different kinds of music a chance and you know regardless of what bands you're there to see you know just definitely you know dive in see what you like and just give other things a chance like i've said in the past you know when you give things a chance you walk away pleasantly surprised so i'm hoping that that'll happen for all of you absolutely so on that note i just want to say to everybody i want to hear your feedback so please let us know what bands you are going to go see and what you're looking forward to if this is your first warp tour if this is like your eighth warp tour we want to know we want to hear from you guys so please let us know and if you have any other questions you can always reach out to the music matters media social medias we are on twitter tumblr instagram facebook so reach out to us if you have any uh questions or if you just want to say hi absolutely and And just before we end the podcast a round of applause to lisa for sticking through because i know you know I've, i've been through this before it's very difficult to talk when your voice is gone so you know, congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. You're a real trooper. Thanks, Eric. The and show must go on, man. I'm, I'm passionate about this. The show must go on. Absolutely. So, uh, final note is go get your tickets, guys, at www.vanswarptour.com. Go t- get your tickets, and hopefully I'll see you there. <laughs>